0: Welcome to Catholic Radio for Katie Anna's presentation of Cajun Catholics. Here's your host, Todd Citron. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen.
1: Amen. Lord God, we thank you for uh, this time together. We ask you for your constant protection and your safety as we uh, look to you for guidance and support We ask you for your leadership. We ask you to really be uh, with us on our journey of faith, no matter where it may take us. Uh, May all of those things that uh, make us who we are, uh, we glorify you because you have given those things to us, our woundedness and our joys, our sufferings and our joys. We ask this uh, as we pray. Hail Mary, full, full of grace. grace, the Lord, Lord is, with is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and, and blessed, blessed is the fruit of thy womb. Jesus, Holy Mary, Mother, Mother of God, pray, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour, hour of our death. Amen. amen. Our Lady, Queen of Peace, pray, pray for, for us. us. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen.
0: You're listening to Cajun Catholics. I'm your host Todd Citron. Excited today to have Father Edward Duyao from Our Lady Queen of Peace here in Lafayette. Welcome to the show, Father. Thank you so much. It's good to be here. Well, uh, we we didn't know each other prior to today, but um, you seem like an awesome guy, and uh, and I know you you from you're from Deville, yeah. Abbeville. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: That's right. Well, I currently uh, drive a Ford Bronco from Ooh. your dealership. That's right, man. Hey, you're in. I waited a long time for it, man. And I love it. I love it to death. But anyway, um, I am from Abbeville. I am the youngest of four. Um, uh, I am the pastor, Queen of Peace. I've been ordained since 2007 for the Diocese of Lafayette. I am a diocesan priest. And um, yeah, my spiritual journey has been incredible. I've been at Queen of Peace for the past three and a half years and uh, that has been a wonderful experience. One more chapter in my life as, as a son of God, and it's been a wonderful, a wonderful experience.
0: So following up after uh, Father Hampton Davis, my, a close friend of mine, and uh, I bet that's a hard act to follow.
1: Well, it is an act to follow. Yes, it is an act to follow. Oh, I <laughs> no. So- well, let's go back a little bit.
0: Um, tell me about your youth and uh, and and kind of what led you to Christ. Yeah. You give me a little bit of that. Background? Great,
1: wonderful, yeah. Um, so I am uh, the youngest of four, like I had mentioned, and my parents were uh, from uh, Mo and Iraq, where that's at, respectively. That's right, and. Um, they, uh, they, they brought us to church every weekend. I became an altar server when I was in the fifth grade, 10 years old, and that's when I first started thinking about the priesthood. Uh, I think a lot of guys who are priests can really kind of relate to that because a lot of our stories are similar. But I was, a, I was an altar server for until I was a senior in high school, uh, I don't know if many people out there know who Monsignor Richard Mouton is, but he was one of my Absolutely. first. yeah, one of my first mentors as a as a priest. Uh, wonderful, holy man. What a man! Yeah, and uh, lots of other mentors, including Father Hampton Davis. He was uh, his first assignment. Actually, was in my home parish, of St. Mary Magdalene, where I came to know uh, that formidable personality. And uh, he became the spiritual director for the search retreat program, which I went to in the senior as a senior in high school. And became an active participant in that whole program, which brought me closer to Christ. That was um, de- very different than being a cultural Catholic. I'm sure many of people out there know uh, what, I, what I mean whenever I say that term. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus uh, really became real for me when I, became, when I got to college. Uh, I went to college at UL. I was there for five and a half years. I got a degree in architecture. Wow! Yeah, that's uh, that is uh, something that I don't use explicitly uh, in my in my priesthood, uh, but I kind of know how buildings go together. So that really kind of helps out a lot. But anyway, uh, when I was in college, Father Hampton moved then to um, Our Lady of Wisdom when he became my first spiritual director. So he was really instrumental in my first years of formation as a Catholic Christian. And then he and I discerned together my entrance into the seminary in 1997. And then in 2000, uh, my father ended a long battle with cancer. And oh. then I, um, I left the seminary, I left seminary formation in 2000. And so then I moved to Bay St. Louis, Mississippi, uh, became campus minister at an all-boys school, St. Stanislaus. Have you ever I heard of that. of that? Yeah, boy, yeah, yeah. So St. Stanislaus became my home for three years. And then in that third year, God was really talking to my heart again. I was uh, going to holy hours with a, a buddy of mine who was also a teacher there and the Lord started to uh, work on my heart again wow. about entering into the seminary one more time. And then I entered re-entered seminary in 2003 and then in 2007 I was ordained. and so I've been ordained for 15 years.
0: Mm. So the show is called Cajun Catholics, and I looked a little bit at your resume. You've been at Uh quite a few different Uh places. Uh, No, just New (laughs) Iberia, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. uh, So, so what's your take on the Cajun culture, and in particular, Cajun Catholics? Ooh, Cajun
1: Catholics. Being one of them, I think it's a strong, such a strong cultural influence in our area. Uh, It's almost a, a part of our DNA. It's embedded within who we are. And so it, it's, it's something to be proud of. I'm very proud of being a, a Catholic and a Cajun. Um, I always tout those two things whenever I travel abroad, being a Cajun and a Catholic. <laughs> uh, it's part of who we are, really. And, it is. And it's, it's um,
0: in our souls.
1: It's in our souls. It's, it's in who we are, our personality. You know, I, I took a leave of absence from the priesthood, actually, uh, for a couple of years. Was that in my resume? Uh, It was. (laughs) It actually was. I was going to ask you about that. I did take a leave of absence. Excuse me. Uh, From 2014 to 2017, I moved to Colorado for a little bit. Um, Far away from here. uh, And I really needed some space to kind of um that's a good place to get some space oh my gosh it was yeah. beautiful but unfortunately you know i didn't i wasn't able to kind of experience colorado fully because i was poor over there man right it's not it's not cheap to live up in colorado not a good place to be poor so <laughs> i was oh man i was an uber driver i worked uh, in best buy it was great snow uh, skiing, no. did some snow skiing <clears throat> so i was so poor i, <laughs> the could, lift I tickets couldn't afford expensive. the lift tickets i couldn't right. afford anything anything so so i just i just kind of experienced colorado right that's amazing yeah um and then i moved back to lafayette after a year and a half and the reason why i'd say that is because the one thing and people i don't know if people uh realize truly realize especially down here uh whenever people from here move away there is such a an invisible tug to come back home. And so the one thing I wanted most of all to come back here to experience the food, Mm -hmm. the food, it may sound stupid or ridiculous. That's the only thing I wanted to come back for. But you know, what's intertwined in food is family, togetherness, culture, all of that's represented in that one thing. And so I came back Uh, And I worked at a construction company. I'd used my architecture degree for once. And uh, I I, I worked for a construction company for about a year and a half. And that was an interesting experience being a quote unquote regular person and not a priest. (laughs) Um, As a matter of fact, and just to tell the audience, you know, there is a, a process that not many people know about. Uh, you know, we hear we hear about people who get an annulment, right? Sure. And um, a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of people are uh, divorced in our in our culture, and you know, getting annulments, and you know, that is a process that you know I actually encourage to walk through because it is a journey uh, towards healing with 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 Christ and the Church. But priests actually have to go through a very similar oh. thing. So whenever I was back home. Uh, I went through that process of getting a quote-unquote annulment from the church. And I had filled out every single questionnaire and all of those things. And not many people know about that, that there's that process. Interesting. But yeah, there's one day I went to church out of the many times that I did not go to church, to be honest with you. I think this is confession time, Todd. <laughs> but um, one day whenever I did go to church, uh, I felt God's just love and his grace and his peace And just to kind of let me know, you know, Ed, it's okay. All the stuff that you did, you know, I forgive you and I love you. And so, and then also there was the second there kind of uh, message from the Lord. He said, by the way, (laughs) can you look at the priesthood again? And then I just, I just lifted up my hands. Oh my gosh, Lord, you know. And at that moment I remembered all the people in the scriptures who just were so reluctant at answering God's call, Moses, uh, Peter, uh, David, you know, all these people, and there were several more, that were just so just hesitant to just kind of embrace the call of God. Um, and I was like, okay, all right, Lord. And so um, I'm glad I did. I'm glad I embraced it, uh, and that was a process to re enter into ministry, and um, I've been uh, on that road since, Um, since 2017, that is so beautiful. Um,
0: love your testimony and boy, we're channeling Holy spirit here because, um, yeah, the annulment process is a a long one. I have family members that have been Mm -hmm. through it and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's super interesting to me. And, and then you leaving and coming back, um, what was your prayer life? I mean, the second go around, it was, it was, it was a a different calling. I'm sure.
1: Absolutely. For one reason only because I was a different person. Yeah, um, I was uh, not as naive to the world anymore, nor mm-hmm. ignorant. Um, I had a taste of the world, so to speak. And so I can really relate so much more with a person in the pew, because I was one. Mm-hmm. There was a time when I was in Colorado, and I did the best I could to get, get to church. And I'm going to be honest with you, Todd. <laughs> this is totally confession time. I was honest with you. I sat in the pew, and I was listening to priests who were just... Boring. Oh, thank you for saying that, because (laughs) I didn't want to tell my brothers, but they were so immensely dry and boring, and everybody was falling asleep. And I was like, thinking to myself, looking at everybody around me, sitting in the pews, why are you guys here? Right. Why are you guys here? Listen to this boring drivel, you know? And so I was like, I I made an oath to myself. I made an interior vow. If I ever go back to the priesthood, I will not be like that. I will not be like that, and I think I don't think I am. Uh, <laughs> I don't think you are. I I've hope, never been to your church. <laughs> I hope I'm not. You know, no, um, I don't think you are. I make, and it is intentional for me. It is such an intention to not preach horribly, to to pray what I to preach to live what I preach. Excuse me, and to to preach to myself. You know, um, because. So many priests these days are so aloof, and I, and and you know I'm 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 probably going to get some bad <laughs> some no, bad no, it's some not, bad flag by this, but that's a reality.
0: It's not a shot across the bow. I mean that's reality, right? Yeah. And, um, and people get dry, and look, the lay people get more dry than the priest. I can guarantee amen, you that. Amen. Amen. So we all go through that, and uh, right. you know, for me, a personal testimony when I when I made Curcio... And for me, it's been a long time, probably 18 years ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, the the homily became secondary for me at that moment, you know, Mm -hmm. where I had I had Christ touch my heart and and it became the Eucharist, you know. And uh, I know that's where we all want to be and that's where we are. But but we do need to be fed and Absolutely. Um, you know that's a, you, you'll hear parishioners that's all they don't want to talk about you know hey did we get a good homily did, get, did we get a bad homily did yes. we get a long homily yeah you know it, it's just part of reality but l- give me a sneak peek about uh, your homilies is is it written uh, down or is that a uh, holy spirit that's totally? great
1: question man um am i gonna tell myself right now again yeah so um i i do the best I can uh, with the schedule that I have to, to, to look over the the readings for the upcoming weekend as much as I can the week prior, right? Right. And so that's what I was taught. Uh, actually, Father Davis was uh, my teacher, professor in homiletics when I was in the seminary. Um, but so I, I do that, and I do the best I can with that. But it's a lot of outlines and a lot of Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. a lot of outline, a lot of Holy Spirit. I, try, I do the best I can to write it out as much as I can, but I start with a story, try to tie it into the community—not necessarily just my story, but you know what the community is going through. Mm-hmm. Because my community, I lead a Queen of Peace. It's a—it's a—it's an African American Catholic community, and they really depend upon the word, right? And the word has to be connected to their daily experience, uh, did their daily lives. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I do the best I can to do that. And then also just to try to insert other scriptural uh, references and other life experiences and I got a lot of them. Uh, I mean, I took some time off from priesthood, so well, I got—I've got several, you know.
0: Part of God's plan, right? I mean, no you can uh, relate yeah. to the to the parishioners so much more. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. I want to remind our listeners: you're listening to Cajun Catholics, and today's guest is uh, Father Edward Duyon. He is the priest at Our Lady Queen of Peace on Martin Luther King, I believe, is on the as the address. Is that's, that, right. That's, that's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. And a beautiful church. I mean, and just yeah. been redone recently. And I know y'all rock over there. It's we a, do. It's a, it's a good good time. If anybody's, if y'all haven't been, you need to get to mass at Our Lady Queen of Peace.
1: Let me tell you something. I have been to many parishes, like you said. You <laughs> looked at my resume, and Queen of Peace is the first parish that. There is so much participation by the people in the pews. It's so wonderful, alive and well, absolutely yeah. thriving, man, thriving.
0: Yeah. So we, you know, I get grief for creating the name Upper Lafayette, uh, you know, <laughs> and, and uh, some of the parishioners in North Lafayette don't don't like that, and, um, mm-hmm. and the and the members, but it's not supposed to be a derogatory term. And, and I will just say this: that the people of Upper Lafayette uh, just wonderful, fantastic mm-hmm. Catholics, mm-hmm. and I've run across many, and uh, uh, one of your parishioners is. how uh, you I was led to you today. Mm. Uh, and she has a beautiful story as well. So, um, okay, so Father, give me some more info. Like, uh, yeah. you, where have you traveled to? Give me some of
1: that. Oh, man. So my last uh, travel experience was to the Holy Land this past, uh, a year ago in February. Okay. Um, I went with a group of priests um, to, to kind of just... Scope out the area to see to bring parishioners, and so hopefully that's going to be in our future at Queen of Peace to bring some parishioners there. I want to go with y'all. Let's go, come on, man! Uh, Oh, it's going to be exciting, it's going to be great. Um, I'd love to do that. Um, and so that was my most recent trip. Um, let's see, what, what was the last experience? Uh, I've been to Europe a couple of times, so blessed. To be part of that. I've been on several uh, pilgrimages. Nice. Um, uh, I've, I have a missionary heart, and so I love to go to Central and South America. I haven't done that in a while. I would love, 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 love to bring a group of, uh, of parishioners uh, there to just kind of experience Christianity in a totally different light, mm. totally different light, where there is just absolutely so little um, little material possessions, but their faith is so huge, so huge. So
0: we were talking before the show, um, that Amir was our travel yeah. guide
1: and you as well. Mm-hmm. And, uh,
0: he brought us into Samaria and it wasn't on the tour, wow. but we went to Jacob's well and I drank yeah. water from Jacob's well. Yeah, that's And amazing. that was a pretty intense, uh, um. Uh, part of the trip i thought that was that was one of my yeah, favorite absolutely. times and it was scary they had a dumpster on fire and machine gun fire going on around us for real and literal dumpster fire yeah oh yeah no, it was rough <laughs> as the guff wow. but uh we made it through and i had my little daughter with me i was oh, like wow. oh my god i gotta get out of here yeah but it was beautiful um so so father uh right tell me uh for you you know what what's what's I want to give you, and maybe the Holy Spirit will lead me here. Um, we, we, my daughter's getting married, the third one, uh, and we were searching for a, a father-daughter uh, song, and mm-hmm. I like Christian music, and this song came on. And it's called "The Blessing," and um, we, we, the words are, "May the Lord bless you and keep you. May mm-hmm. His face shine upon mm-hmm. you," um, mm-hmm. uh, and so we were doing some research as to where that came from. But, um, yeah. what, 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 it's out of numbers yes. 624 yes. and, uh, my friend Calvin who co-hosts the show, that's his birthday. So we were pinging, he and I, but, uh, tell give me a little bit about, uh, you sound like, you know, a lot about scripture and whatnot. Uh, and, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I mean, that. so where, where are you now? Like where yeah. is the Lord leading you? What's he telling you today?
1: Oh man. I, I think he's telling me that, um, I, so I'm a big, uh, warrior for for justice you know and, and like i said i'm a missionary at heart and i think that comes from a place of a desire for justice in our world especially um social justice and and so you know a lot of other priests are about liturgy a lot of the priests are about you know pastoral service for me for me i think we as a church are called to evangelize the world and um our country and our neighborhoods and our cities should be ground zero for that um i think uh there's a ton of evangelization. We just received some uh, some 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 uh, numbers from mass attendance compared, you know, from from 2021 to 2022, and it's not great, um, to be honest with you. No, you know, it's not great at all. Um, we're maybe 70 percent back from COVID, and and that's not that's not a really good, you know, number to be honest with you. And so let's be realistic here. We evangelization has to happen at home. We got to get off of our uh, rear ends as cultural Catholics and and have a personal relationship with our Lord. You know, I think a lot of Protestant churches are they have it right. I am surrounded by Protestant churches. Queen of Peace, just immediately north of us is Family Church, and then Crossroads Church, and then Destiny of Faith. They got it going on. Yeah, they have parking lots filled with people. My brothers and sisters, my friends, we gotta do something about evangelization. Do we do? And I don't know. It, it, I think it starts with catechesis. You know, I think we're, we're, we're sacramentalized, but we're not evangelized. That's my buddy, Dustin Bertrand, you know, know. Ah. man, (laughs)
0: he was on recently.
1: Yeah, no, he told me, he told me to come on your show, man. And and, I got to be honest with you, I was reluctant to do it. But anyway, get, get back to my point. We'll get back to that. We'll bookmark that. I was reluctant to start this show. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so, um, just evangelize, man. I is. love it.
0: I forgot that connection with yeah, you and Dustin. Yeah. Um that's good stuff. Well, here's the deal. I I, I blame to me and this is like I'm going to get in trouble for saying this too. Here goes confession for me. Come but on, I blame the church a little bit during COVID for mm. pushing people away. Mm. I th- I don't think they needed to say, "Hey, you can watch it on TV mm. and you're good." And then and then they took the Eucharist away. Mm. And then they took uh, uh, the, the wine away, and the, mm. and and for me, they took adoration away because I I do adoration at Pius. They closed the chapel because I guess we thought COVID was going to be in Jesus over there, and so we had. To, and I was very angry about it. Wow. and My wife had to contain me. Yeah. But but yeah. you know, I do think that we have we have ourselves to blame. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe if Jesus is wholeheartedly body, soul, and divinity in that Eucharist, mm-hmm. that you're not going to get COVID from getting the Eucharist. Mm. And I, I would question you, are we ever going to see the wine again? And can you – Good question. Can you, uh, Father, give yeah. it, or do you have to have special permission?
1: No, no. I think uh, the permission has already been given by the diocese to resume those activities. If she, so it's up to the pastor now okay. to determine whether or not they want to they distribute uh, the body and blood of Jesus in both species. So the diocese has already given out okay you guys don't have to wear a mask anymore you guys don't have to prohibit the, the the distribution of the precious blood i think it's now it's in the pastor's hands
0: so the green lights out there and i don't know any i'm a floton i go to a lot of different places come on now uh, i've never uh, received the blood in in modern times And uh, I will share with you, I went to Napa Valley uh, for a trip and we were in uh, Monterey, California of all places where you would never believe that they would serve wine, although they sell wine, and uh, mm. you know, and they serve the wine uh, mm-hmm. un- uninhibited at, at a Catholic mass. And I'm like, I, I so desire and miss mm. that. So I challenge you: let's get that going again, Father. Let's go.
1: All right, now. So, <laughs> uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna let you know that we we had Queen of Peace. We're we're not there yet. I understand. Um, we not we're not there yet. I think uh, we do ha- we still we do still have parishioners, and 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 understandably so that are very leery about sure. taking off the mask even. And so we are slowly getting getting to a place where uh, we do all feel comfortable, but uh, we, let's get back to the beginning of COVID and, and, and what population did COVID hit the most. And I think that that's really still affected true. us. Um, and true. so I, that's definitely um, slow going in our parish. And I know that a lot of other parishes are different, um, but for, for, for me, pastorally speaking, yeah, I, I've got a, I've got a respect uh, sure. where where my parishioners sure. are, you know.
0: So what are those guys down the road selling? You mentioned three churches around you; mm. their parking lots are full. Mm. What are they selling that we're not selling?
1: All right, here we go, man. <laughs> how much time do we have? We got, we got, we got about five minutes. <laughs> oh, what a great note to end on. Um, oh gosh, there was a quote that I saw on Facebook a while ago about how the worship of God cannot. I'm paraphrasing because I'm horrible at remembering quotations, that the, the God cannot be solely held in the emotions. And I think they are selling an emotional experience. Now, granted, God gave us emotions, right? And so they are part of who we are, and they are part of our worship. But to, to, to rest solely on that... Then we're going into the field of emotions are very temperamental and they're not they can't be relied upon because yeah. they they're um they come and go you know um and i believe that the catholic church has something that is well beyond uh, emotion, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course we can. We can. We can rile each other up with great music, and we do on Sundays. We 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 get it. We get into it. We stand up. We we, we raise hands. If y'all are afraid of that, don't come by. But if you like that, come on. <laughs> you know. But um, yeah. So I think I think they share. They 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 have an emotional. Um, uh, liturgy, so to speak, an emotional yeah. service.
0: I, I'm hearing what, you, what you're what saying, and I think it, entertainment comes to mind, right? That's yeah, I'd like to, yeah.
1: Um, and I think that's in the Catholic Church, too, because I think we, we're all infected with it. Yeah. It's a so, social disease that, you know, if you don't entertain me, I'm out. Yeah. Um, and I think the Catholic Church is, just has this liturgy that is just so far above any amount of entertainment or any emotion that we could possibly... Um, mm-hmm. Experience.
0: I think too, like I've talked about, Father Mike, with you know, um, it's like the Catholics don't want you to bring a Bible to Mass, and uh, and I don't know, maybe at your church that goes on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but 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 I always say, why not? Let's let's get our guys reading
1: the Bible, oh, and, and yeah. uh,
0: instead of giving them a missile Let's
1: not be know, afraid of the Bible, because guess who wrote yeah, it? Yeah, yeah we absolutely. did. We absolutely. wrote it. We wrote the Bible. The the, the church was uh, around for three hundred some odd years before the first. Um, Collection of uh, books came about. So yeah, I'm. I'm we're not afraid, but yeah. we have to be a, properly uh, trained to understand and interpret the Bible. We can't just go out and that's interpret the on our part. own. Yeah, you know.
0: That's why we need you guys. That's that's your job, right? Uh, that's to, right. To give us the the proper translation. I would like to go to a Catholic mass and have bring all our bibles and and then when we do the readings they tell you hey turn to this that's right that's right and uh and lisa would get us because most of those readings people don't even know where they are or, There's a lot of people know.
1: that don't know how to look through a bible no doubt about it notation yeah yeah
0: so i heard a suggestion uh the other day yeah. about um a catechism in a year or a, mm. or, or a bible in a year is that
1: something you would recommend i think that's a great a yeah. great start a great great start to learn more about your faith is so easy just you just gotta listen to it. My only Uh, quip about uh, Father Schmitz is that he talks so fast. He talks so fast, man. Not like us (laughs) Southerners, right? We like to take our time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So this
0: is going to air, Father, um, right around Lent and near Easter. Mm -hmm. And uh, so give us some Lenten maybe uh, advice for your parishioners or for all of us Cajun Catholics out there.
1: Wonderful. So I just want to first say that our Lenten mission is going to be March 6th, 7th, and 8th. We're going to have a Mr. Stephen McMullen. He is uh, a renowned um, speaker, uh, lay evangelist, Catholic lay evangelist, known throughout the continent of the U.S. but also um, internationally. He's going to be at our church uh, March fifth, uh, excuse me, sixth, seventh, and eighth. Please come by and experience that uh, for um, for Lenten uh, some words uh, for Lent. Um, what do you
0: do for Lent? You got anything special you do? I so, fast for forty days, and uh, it's something I'm actually doing now. That's great. And I'm thinking about extending it through Lent. Although I would weigh like a car, I'd be like a carcass by the time it comes around. But, yeah,
1: man, that's but, a long time. Yeah,
0: I know, but <laughs> it, it, I feel better when I'm fast. That's but, great. That's great. But, I think uh, I
1: think for me, for me, you know, I love uh, a good meal. You know, out and so like for Lent, I just take that out of mm-hmm. my life. You know, I don't I don't do that. Uh, so that's a, that's a fast, uh, for me, uh, in and of itself.
0: And for the restaurant owners too.
1: (laughs) The the
0: Cajun Catholics don't want to hear that
1: one. No, man. They don't hear that at all, man. Um, I, and I try to increase my prayer time and my intensity in prayer. Nice. Uh, try to, to add, uh, a rosary or two, um, daily and, uh. And then that's it. And, and just be more devoted to, the, to all the, the devotionals already, such as the way of the cross on Fridays. That's um, beautiful. I like to do that.
0: Favorite Cajun dish?
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: There's so many. Oh my gosh! You like a good gumbo? Can you cook a gumbo?
1: Oh, I, uh, yeah, I can cook a gumbo. It's it's okay. <laughs> not like not like my mom, but yeah, I love a gumbo. But um, you'd have been a hero in Colorado if you could have cooked some. What? gumbo. <laughs> if I would have imported some crawfish, I would have been a hero. Ball, ball crawfish. That's that's it for me.
0: Boy, and it's that it's that time of season it's again too. to be there, man. Yeah, man. Well, look, it. you've been a, such a blessing to us and our thank community, you. and I uh, can't. I want to get to know you better. You seem like an awesome guy, and uh, thank you. Thank you for what you're doing for our community and for our just this wonderful parish of our lady queen of peace it's a blessing to acadiana awesome all right my friends so uh, you've been listening to cajun catholics uh we ask you to always engage the cajun catholic can you if you miss any episodes they're on apple podcast or on spotify and you just search cajun catholics and again father thank you for being here and god bless
1: you. my pleasure thank you all so right,
0: much until next time